Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. We're going to dedicate most of this hour here to... The circumstances surrounding the death of Bernardo Palacios Carbajal. Now, uh, Mr. Palacios was an individual who was alleged to have robbed some individuals in the early morning hours of May 23rd. Police were alerted. They arrived on the scene. A foot chase ensued. A firearm was produced by Mr. Palacios. You can see that on the body cam footage and on the security cameras coming from buildings nearby. Officers pursued him. Those officers ultimately had their lives threatened by Mr. Palacios. That all according to Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill. The officers opened fire and the threat was neutralized. Mr. Palacios was dead. And since the 23rd of May, an investigation has ensued and today we learned the details from Salt Lake County District Attorney Sim Gill, and ultimately his determination as to whether or not those officers were justified in their actions. His determination was that, in fact, they were. And no charges will be filed. The explanation this morning was thorough. It was detailed. It included multiple descriptions and multiple camera angles produced by body cameras and, as I mentioned a moment ago, from buildings nearby. I invite you to watch that in its entirety. You can watch it at my Facebook page, Lee Lonsberry. On there, you will see a complete detailing of the events that transpired that early morning and ultimately the rationale behind the decision by Sim Gill not to press charges or file charges against these officers, determining that their conduct and behavior was in accordance with Utah state law. Now, when you pull a gun on police, when you disobey commands, when you threaten the lives of police, it's not going to be a good day for you. And that's what we've seen in the case here. But that's not to say that hearts aren't broken. There's a family which raised and loved this young man who made some poor decisions that night. And right now we're standing by for a press conference to be hosted by Nathan Morris, who is an attorney representing the family of Bernardo Palacios Carbajal. As soon as this press conference starts, we are also expecting to hear from Freddie and Karina, siblings of Mr. Palacios. 
And as soon as that commences, we will bring it to you here live on KSL News Radio. I have a, a live video stream right now where I can see uh, that there are individuals kind of assembling and gathering together. You know how these press conferences work. You have to get the microphones uh, just right and uh, get the camera angles just right. And that is what's being undertaken right now. Looking forward, after this press conference, I'll tell you uh, what we will cover. We were going to look back at the rationale presented by Sim Gill. We're going to look at the evidences uh, he shared. And I want to uh, also uh, dwell on one line that he had, that he had to share uh, during his presentation today. And it was that uh, in the case of Mr. Palacios, his desire to retrieve the gun was greater than the desire to run away. That really gets to the root of some of the criticism leveled against officers. The initial description of the events of that night included a young man simply running away. Well, as we saw in the video footage today, we saw that that man, as he fled police, he tripped and fell a number of times. In each of those instances, he dropped a firearm. And instead of discarding that firearm and fleeing, he took time to collect it. And in the very detailed breakdown of what Sim Gill had to share today, we can see that he was retrieving it in a manner that was undoubtedly threatening to police. The desire to retrieve the gun was greater than the desire to run away. That's the phrase and the explanation given by Sim Gill. And if you really think about that, what does it mean? What could you possibly want with a gun while being pursued? That's to present a threat. And so as Sim Gill described both Utah state law and the behavior of officers that night, at least in my layman's estimation, those officers were in the right and acting in accordance with Utah state law. And I know that that will get some people worked up. I know that we are in challenging times across this country right now. And sometimes it is the tendency of those who uh, are looking for a reason to be angry uh, to disregard the facts and evidences presented. This is an example of, how, of, a, of an occasion where it is so crucially important to pay attention to the evidences before us. And we have them. We have the body cam footage. We have the security footage from the nearby buildings. We have the testimony of the officers involved. We have other witness accounts. And my hopes are that those uh, who would seek to uh, condemn law enforcement and use this as a source of that condemnation, I would ask them to take a second look at the details and the realities surrounding this event. This isn't Minneapolis. This isn't Minneapolis. Bernardo Palacios Carbajal is not George Floyd. Let's not distort reality and turn him into one.